Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Broadcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Sunday, May 14th, 2023. Coming right up, it is the book of Ezekiel, chapter 23. Now, for people that just dip into the Bible, they might think this looks like a porn script, and it does. It reads like a porn script, but if you don't understand what these words mean, the true sense, meaning, and full expression of the Hebrew words, and biblical usage of these words then you'll never understand what's being said here, and that's too bad. There's a great in-depth lesson here to be learned in Ezekiel chapter 23. But first, first, please consider your part in the many-member body of Christ. Whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it. In the many-member body of Christ, Companion Chapel is a worldwide ministry. I'll, what? A live studio audience here today. <laughs> Just I'm watching. Okay. All right, well, the intro is like a big deal. And then, <laughs> okay, as a registered nonprofit ministry, contact us here at the Companion Chapel at gmail.com. And if you would like to come out for the live Bible study, there is lots of room here 77 acres of land. We got chickens in the house now, two dogs, all these. All these life forces in the house now. And when these little chickens are just little tiny things, when they get big, they're going outside. If you want to help with the chicken coop, whatever, whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many-member body of Christ. And always remember, it's not a talent if you don't use it. Ezekiel chapter 23. Let's rip this up, man. Let's go. Because this got rubbed in my face that this was a porn script. And I'm just, I'm just like, okay. I'll skip to Ezekiel chapter 23. But we will do the book of Ezekiel after we do the book of Hosea. And you won't understand Hosea if you don't understand Ezekiel. I don't like dipping into the Bible. I'm not a guy that goes with the random book of quotes. But this chapter sits in here nicely. 23, verse 1. The setup is in Ezekiel chapter 22. The whole political arena, the whole political force, and the whole God's instructional force, his prophets and his priests are just corrupted is what's going on here. So you read chapter 22, the lead up to it. There's a conspiracy in the prophets and the priests have violated my law. The priests and the prophets are not fulfilling their function of duty. And always remember, this is prophecy. So this imports in today. today. It is a prophetic import. All God's prophecies occur and develop in partial and preliminary happenings before they become fulfilled and permanent. So what we're saying here in these prophecies is that was then and as it's written by Apostle Paul, all these things were for examples for us in these end times. This was localized today. It's on a world stage, and you can see it playing out on a world stage. Prophets today, I know it says, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. In the book of, I forget, I think it's Acts. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. I can't remember. But prophecy today is not foretelling anything with great swelling words for man's matter admiration and for advantage some ben franklin's here i'm going to tell you some stories and call myself a prophet last page of the bible there's nothing that can be added and nothing that can be taken away and mark 13 jesus christ told us all things this is what it's like today the prophets and priests they know they just they don't know what they're talking about and that's the saddest thing it's only one book and the princes thereof they are exploiting all humanity surplus and exploitable and that's the saddest thing also taking gifts bribes embezzlements extortions unjust gain by oppressions and what are we talking about here god is saying this construct here rich white man's construct versus god's construct okay this is the seals trumps files the first five are wide open the first four are called the four horsemen horse means energetic revealing mobile power so it's not uh 
barnyard animal coming down out of the sky. Any questions out there? Okay, and and the key to chapter 22, I will scatter thee among the heathen and disperse thee in the countries and will consume thy filthiness out of thee. Okay, let's talk about some filth here. 23 verse 1, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man, there were two women, the daughter of one mother, and they committed whoredoms in Egypt. They committed whoredoms in their youth. There were their breasts pressed and there they bruised the teats of their virginity, and the names of them were Ahola, the elder, and Aholaba, her sister, and they were mine, and they bear sons and daughters. Thus were their names. Now, we're going to talk about what this means. Samaria is Ahola, and Jerusalem is Aholaba. We're talking about a people here. like. So let's just go. What do these names mean? Ahola means her own tent. That means her own tabernacle. And Samaria gives us the location. And as we read through the book of Ezekiel, we're talking about the 12 tribes of Israel from one mother, Eve, that selected family that was to carry the seeds of truth throughout the world, formed Adam in the first pages of your Bible. Form means purpose for this salvation ministry. And now they're setting up their own idolatrous sanctuary, their own tabernacle. Literally means a whole lot, means her own tent. It's talking about the people. Now these tribes split. Ten went north, the northern tribes. Two stayed back. That's Judah, the king line. Some Benjamin and Levitical priests went through all the tribes. Aholabah, the tent that is hers. They set up their own idolatrous sanctuary. God's family, his chosen family to plant the seeds of truth throughout the world, as it's written, to scatter among the heathen and disperse thee in the countries. That's our great commission, is to teach this book. So biblical usage under the word tent is made clear. The tent of the meeting, tent of the testimony, is the tabernacle. They've set up two tabernacles. Now, Aholabah represents the king line. And remember, Psalm 78, Psalms 114, Judah is the king line of God's sanctuary. Israel is God's dominion. So Samaria represents the geographical location of Israel back then. And Judah represents Jerusalem, God's sanctuary. That's where the truth is supposed to be shining forth in the sanctuary. What happened? Ezekiel chapter 28. Satan, that adversary, defiled the sanctuary. Now let's get into some of these more key words here. So we're talking not about two sisters. We're talking about these people. The words are to be understood. The whole people of Israel, God's chosen children, are typified by this meaning of Aloha and Ahola. So we're talking about the ten tribes that went north, two tribes that stayed back. Hordom. Hordom, whoremongering, harlotry, same word in your Bible, over 150 times in the manuscripts. It means to commit spiritual whoredoms, idolatries. Okay, what God is saying here, spiritual whoredoms. It means normalizing things you're whoring after is the impairment of the mind. God's children are to discipline their eyes and in turn discipline your mind. God's children, his family Israel, who we are all to adopt ourselves into, are said to be, in a metaphoric term, the wife of the Lord. That's what God's looking for, a virgin bride, virgin spiritually. This is a figurative expression of the deepest love. So engaging in spiritual prostitution, what you're whoring after, what you're going after, 
remember, in Hosea chapter 4, whoredoms and adultery are defined in distinct contrast. God's children, the daughters of Zion, that just means Jerusalem, commit whoredoms. Spouses commit adulteries. Over 150 times in the Bible, this is a key word to understand. So, in their youth, their breasts are pressed, and they're and they and there they bruise the teeth of their virginity. What's being said here? Let's talk about this word. Breast is shot in the Hebrew. Breasts are a sign of maturity in a young adult and indicate the onset of responsibility for one's own conduct and the time to receive instruction in life. They're not being instructed at all. They're being spiritually molested. Whose fault is that? Go back a couple of verses, and it's the priests. And these alleged prophets back then, like people say they're prophets all the time to me, and I just like shake my head. There's nothing more that's going to be added to the Bible. Open the book and let it speak for itself. I don't want to hear what you're talking about. Spiritual whoredoms is what's being said here. They're being spiritually molested. And a time to receive instruction in one's life. Rest represent the blessings of fertility and sustenance for progeny. But what do you, what do you, these kids can't even get a start in life because what are they getting fed? Oh, what I got fed when I was a kid too. This is, my religious authority was changed to go after money, to trust political leaders are going to get us out of this, as if. That's just jokes. And to believe major media. And now, those four have been wide open for a long time. It changed my religious authority. That was my new religious authority. There was no priests or prophets telling us what to do back then when we were kids, even in the church. They couldn't figure this book out if the life depended on it because... They just don't care. It's only one book, man. That's just their job. They get a backwards collar. They get a dress. They get to put fancy name in front of their name, like reverend or minister or whatever. They're just there for a job. They can't even learn one book. Inexcusable. If you go to the church, go there for three months. Afterwards, go sit out in your pickup truck with your girl or whatever. And say, did I learn anything? And if you haven't, be honest with yourself. If you learn a bunch of catchphrases and, and the pastor or preacher's been dipping around the Bible... Go back and ask Ask for your money back. That's what you have to do. You can't support that. Bruce teaches their virginity. That's what's happening to the youth. Okay, so that just clears that up. Do you understand that out there? That's pretty clear? I think so. And a whole lot played the harlot. It's the same word, whoredoms. When she was mine and she doted on her lovers, on the Assyrians, her neighbors. There's some key words here. Let's just go to doted is unrestrained affection of the mind to wander after vain curiosities for personal gratification and personal gain with no regard. No regard for any residual deficiencies towards the human family or towards our ecosystem. Like is progress, infinite progress, even ecologically sustainable? Not even close. But major media and the political systems, global growth, global spending, global investment, progress, profit, materialism, consumerism, these things are a paradox of impossibilities. You're doting after different uh, systems of faith, forming alliances. That's what she's doing. The Assyrians and the Egyptians. We'll just go a couple pages ahead here to get the definition why God uses Assyrians and Egyptians all the time. Revelation 8, verse 11. Egypt is used metaphorically as the world headquarters for spiritually corrupt and that's what God said about them throughout the whole Bible. These are spiritually corrupt people. They'll put you into captivity and they will create a construct like this one. This is our modern day construct, the seals, trumps, and vials. Obviously, we don't know number six yet. That's big. Six seals, six vials, six trump. That's a big one. 
and then Jesus Christ returns at the seven. But these are wide open right now. We know that. The construct of the Egyptians was, it's true, they like to make gods about anything, spiritually corrupt. And Assyrian is used in the Bible as an invading superpower army, morally, ethically corrupt, doted, unrestrained affection of the mind. Uh, God instructs us to follow his governmental instructions as an individual, a community, a nation to get back into harmony with the universe. And no, this is what these people did as a people. They doted on their lovers, the Assyrians, which were clothed in blue, captains and rulers, all them desirable young men, horsemen riding upon horses. Oh, it looks so, looks so royal and regal to incorporate this into our religious authority. Number one, it's been open for so long we can't even put a date on any of these the only one that we can really put a date on is number four well this is worldwide now so it's worldwide we won't go try and put in dates so she's looking up on these people don't forget what horse means the four horsemen one two three four also known as satan's four dynasties well he's got five really horse means mobile power thus she committed her whoredoms with them and all them were the chosen men of Assyria and with all on whom she doted with their idols. I'm going to say that again. With their idols, she defiled herself. Their ideologies, and I know I forgot to put that here. Idols. That's ideologies. I almost forgot how to spell it. <laughs> what is behind the idol? An ideology. Like, you can see other cultures, and, you know, we don't dog anybody, man. People are just, people set up idols in their hearts. They're compromising God's word for their convenience, in turn marginalizing what Christ did on the cross. Like, God's word is not written for your convenience. It is written for your correction. We are the one-third that fell out of harmony with the universe. The affairs of time up there were just in this little nick of time, this little vapor of time, as it's written in the book of James. Infinity forward, infinity back. A lot depends on right now. Everything depends on right now. Where do you go? If you're going whoring after these morally and ethically corrupt spiritual standards, that's a departure from God's word. That's harlotry is what God is saying here. He's not calling it adultery. Adultery is the moral sin when you're not being true to yourself or to your who you should be true be, being true to. And harlotry or idolatry is the spiritual sin. See equivalent. You're not being faithful to God. That's all there is to it. With their idols, she defiled herself. Okay, we have to go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 3. But fornication and all uncleansliness or covetedness, let it not be once named among you as become a saints. Okay, we have to shed those ways. That's what being born again is. We get those constructs out of our mind that the major media has normalized. Morally corrupt behavior, just sexual debauchery. Just barnyard morals. Learn to say no to yourself in the face of all these vain curiosities. As we know that morals is the benchmark for human values, human virtues. Look at, the, look at what's going on today on your media outlet, on your computer. It's just disgusting. It's just uh, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Okay, what is this filthiness? It means saying things for shock value that they think are funny, using vulgar obscenities 
and foolishness means buffoon exaggerated opinions of themselves to discredit others and to pump oneself up as jesting to treating serious issues with deliberate inappropriate humor and you see that all the time and it's like what do you do when you're in a conversation like that you just you just slowly back your way out man you just hold your own don't get sucked up into it don't start participating in it because those evil spirits that energy that people are giving you will sink in and you have to get rid of it when you get home because they have to fill an inner void that cannot be filled with this rich white man's construct all these empty assurances that's all they are. It's just empty assurances. God's asking. He wants his children back. He will not violate the principles of free will, but you cannot violate the principles of God without consequence. And that's what's being said here. This is what God thinks. He's calling his children whores. The way they're whoring after individually and collectively. Neither left she her whoredoms brought from Egypt, for in her youth they lay with her and they bruised the breast of her virginity and poured their whoredoms upon her. This is God's emotion. He's just letting her rip here, saying, remember back then? You didn't teach your children back then. They had no chance at coming up and no chance at having kids themselves and teaching their kids. And we see that. That's why Isaiah says, woe to those who build house on the house. How do you build your house? God's wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, strength. That's right out of the book of Proverbs. Don't build your house on this construct. Yeah, park your kids in front of the TV. That'd be your education system. Teach your kids that money is the most important thing. Let Hollywood tell you what's a value and what's not a value, what's beautiful and what's not beautiful, and what you should be pursuing. Let them think for you. That's what media is doing now, and especially social media. You see people just glued to their phones and to their computer screens. They're not thinking. They're just letting that sink in, and that's the saddest thing. They're just playing you like a cheap guitar. Wherefore, I have delivered her into the hand of her lovers. I'm just going to stop there at the word lovers for a second. Ahab in the Hebrew is used as a metaphor of idolaters. Hosea 12, 7, the merchant. Hey, the money man. The balances of deceit are in his hand. He loves to oppress. That's the word loves that. And now it'll take you all the way into money is the root of all evil. That special word that's only used once in the manuscripts philagoria means the unique this this unique word is only used once in the manuscripts that's its sister word there greed for wealth and material gain at the at any expense no matter how morally ethically or socially corrupt especially including passive aggressively that means just sitting back with an investment portfolio or something and just yeah, I'm making money. All's fair in business. Child labor, labor exploitation, human rights violations. All's fair in business. Make money or make the world a better place. Well, people will be sitting there, well, how much money can I make here? Yeah, it's all about you. Let me tell you something. That kingdom of heaven is about unison. It's about perpetual friendship. It's about a place of completeness. It's a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. We are all part of the human family. We're all God's children. And we're passing through this short flesh age right now. And you get what you deserve. And that's all there is to it. These discovered her nakedness. And they took her sons and daughters. And slew her with the sword. And she became is infamous among women. For they had executed judgment on her. What's being said here? This nakedness is eva. And it means shameful, disgraceful behavior that people normalize. Your shell of a human being. You're trying to fill an inner void. Everybody wants inner peace. But they're pursuing this construct. People think money will buy them inner peace. That's just insane. Go for it. Major media is 
telling you the truth. Like it goes on. We see this construct and this is the warning back then. This is prophetic import for today. This is worldwide right now. And her sister, she became infamous. Uh, infamous is disreputable. Look at the way these people are carrying on. In, in a book of Isaiah, this word negativeness too is, is actually translated poured out. Poured out their soul unto death. There's nothing in there. You have nothing to you. You can see right through you. And you're a shell of a person. That's the saddest thing. We want God wants his children back. They can only be reconciled through the Lord Jesus Christ. And you have to get to know him to love him. You can't romanticize who you think God is or who you th how you're road to salvation. And her sister, Ahobah, saw this, and she was more corrupt in her inordinate love than she in her whoredoms, more than her sister in her whoredoms. That's Judah. It was just as bad. And Judah is supposed to hold the truth. Now, Ahobah is the king line in Jerusalem, supposed to protect the faith. That's why we have the King James Bible. Not to form alliances with foreign nations and adopt their systems of faith, the things they idolize. So let's just hold on to that thought. We're not talking about two individuals. We've covered that. She doted upon the Assyrians, her neighbors, always looking for something better. People setting up idols in their hearts, doting around, unrestrained affection of the mind, just chasing your vain curiosities. It's the opposite of what being meek is. Being meek in the English means to be submissive and easily imposed upon. In the Greek, it's, or in the Hebrew, it's exactly opposite. It means learning to say no to yourself in the face of all vain curiosities. It means to afflict yourself with self-discipline. She doted upon the Assyrians, her neighbors, captains, and rulers, clothed in the most gorgeously horsemen, riding upon horses, all them desirable young men. Oh, look at their system of things. It just looks so attractive. It does. There's no doubt about it. When you're growing up in this construct... Oh, yeah, the attractive things that money can buy. Yeah, that car lot out there with the new Cadillacs. You're damn right. Major media is going to tell you, yeah, yeah, that's a status. That's what you, and it, it's all one. Changes your religious authority. All those empty assurances. Those things will never love you back. They buy you pleasure. You know, it's, it's soon to be outdated junk that will never love you back. Everything that you buy and that you're pursuing is built with a planned obsolescence in it. This is a corpocracy. This is what's happening here today is a corpocracy, a capitalist corpocracy that's overshadowing the world. And God warned us over and over in the Bible. Yeah, we're chasing after these horsemen on horses. This is a mobile power, all them desirable young men. Yes, I want this. That's what, that's what God's saying. And I saw that she was defiled. They both took, this is another way in the manuscript. So all God's children, we're supposed to plant the seeds of truth throughout the world for all of us. Because God wants all his children back, the whole human family, back to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension, to love our Father for his glory, for his pleasure, for his joy, as it's written. And what they do, this is the greatest thing, watch this. And that she increased her whoredoms, for when she saw men portrayed upon the wall, the images of the Chaldeans portrayed with vervillium. Let me tell you something, this is royal red. The Chaldeans, we're going to talk about this, portrayed upon the wall. So they went, and they're looking at images. That's like big screens TVs today. People looking at these images, just getting bombarded with images off the screen through that. Your psyche, that's energy going into a closed system. Your closed system is your psyche, your spirit, the intellect of your soul. Don't allow it to get corrupted. These people saw it. They see something that looks good. Oh, this has to be good. These men in suits and these people with these white lab coats... 
I, I trust these people. Watch this. Babylonians of Chaldee. This is a huge one. Girded with girdles upon their loins exceedingly and dyed attire upon their heads. Oh, they just look so pretty. All them princes to look to. Princes just means authority figures. That's what we're talking about. Change people's religious authority. To trust these people. Jeremiah 17, 5. You trust people, you're cursed. You trust God first and foremost. He's the only one with a linear progression towards the truth. And it's written here just for you. After the manner of the Babylonians of Chaldee, the land of their nativity. Chaldee. Let's talk about Chaldee for a second. Remember the book of Daniel. Where the Chaldeans were. These were like the smarter people. Let's just do a prophetic import today. Back then it was magicians, astrologers, the political leaders, and religious officials. It's the same today. It's the political and religious official advisors, experts in the field, analysis, investigative evaluators, analysis commentators, statistical manipulators, <laughs> consultants, barstool scientists, speculators. Who's sick of these people sitting there in suits or white lab coats? Like this is a prophetic import. This is happening right now. We can see it on the wall. We're watching these people that back then, they, oh, yeah, we trust these people. We trust these people. Okay, let's see what happens here. And soon, oh, yeah, the Chaldeans was where the educated people, where Daniel went, the bottom part of Babylon. It was a province where these people were the smarty pants. And read the book of Daniel and see what happens to them. And it's not good. Girded up with, because the truth is a great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. And even though they've exploited the truth and just destroyed the truth recently, which is a drag, tried to whitewash it, alternative facts, getting creating an obscene mob scene from the global media through obsessive messaging, emotional manipulation, Look what they created on planet Earth. They created a huge division, distrust, disorder, just a hatred between people listening to those white lab coats. And it all turned out to be a big lie. Okay, that's too bad. We feel bad for everybody, man. Don't get sucked into it. God's telling us. And soon as she saw them with her eyes, oh, she just couldn't keep her eyes off it. She doted upon them and sent messengers unto them, unto Charlie. Oh, yeah, that's likes and subscribes, unrestrained affection of the mind. Wandering after these vain curiosities, these people pulled off the greatest political hoax of all time, the greatest experiment on human beings just recently. You know what I'm referring to? I'm going to leave it at that. And the Babylonians, that means people of confusion, came to her into the bed of love. And remember what love means. We just went over that. Lovers, a metaphor of idolaters. They just love it. They can't get enough of it. And they defiled her with their whoredoms. And she was polluted with them. And her mind, there's your key. Not the flesh body. Her mind, your spirit, the intellect of your soul was alienated from them. So she discovered her whoredoms and discovered her nakedness. And we went over the word naked. And my mind was alienated. <laughs> my mind was alienated from her. Like as my mind was alienated from her sister, it's like, yeah, this is why your prayers aren't answered. You can't just walk with God while you're holding the devil's hand. You can't walk with God if you got a giant investment portfolio and you're making money off child labor, labor exploitation, human rights violations. Hey, all's fair in business. 
right? Sacrifice humanity for short-term profit. Hey, we'll invest in anything as long as there's a return, Michael. Look at us. You want to be like us. Just whore after these things. And what's going to happen? You're going to land your butt in hell. You can't sit there in front of Jesus Christ. And you will die at the most inconvenient time, don't you think? Fate won't negotiate no matter how big of a star you think you are. And we pray for everybody that infinity forward can't even comprehend that in our minds, in our little human minds. Once you're released from these flesh bodies, you go somewhere instantly, instantly when you die. And make it a good place. I want to see everybody there. God wants all his children back. There's no gloating or pointing fingers, especially now. When you don't try to go around trying to prove people wrong, just consider human frailty. People aren't going to think like you. If you're just constantly looking for people that think like you, you're going to end up bitter and alone. Just got to roll with it and understand people are going to just think their own things and do their own things. Why is that? Because they're coach doctors, lazy, outrageous, intoxicated with their own ego, with their white lab coat idols. We're talking about, obviously, the latest pharmaceutical intervention here. That's one example of whoring after something. And I'll just leave that at last. Yet she multiplied her whoredoms in calling to remembrance the days of her youth wherein she had played the harlot of the land of Egypt. Going way back in life, just think about way back things. So I want to talk about one thing before I go. I want to talk about somebody that I really like a lot. And <laughs> not many people are in my fan book. Who I really like. Jean Small. She's a top executive for Pfizer. And she was in uh, the European Union Senate. And the reason I like Jean Small so much is it's so hard to find people that are going to tell the truth. And she told the truth. Pfizer, executive, top executive, Jean Small. There she is. I watch this boring TV because I'm a truth seeker. So ask them, does it stop transmission? No. Does it, does it stop uh, infection, reinfection? No. She goes, no. What about distribution and, and uh, substance clearance? She goes, it's lipid nanoparticles. It goes to every every tissue in your body. They said, oh, that's not what you said. She goes, no, mainstream media made up all these things that it stays in your shoulder. Mainstream media funded by political systems back and forth. They're playing off each other. Mainstream media is the mouthpiece for American officials. There's just no doubt about it. So what about substance clearance? We don't know. It goes to every cell of your body. Well, it seems to me that you've... Um, that you've... Uh, copyrighted or something trademarked uh, the DNA sequence that's in the cell now but you call it mRNA nobody even knew what mRNA was everybody I talked to doesn't even know it was an acronym for anything but Gene Small's letting us know yeah through a process called reverse osmosis transcriptate it went off the mRNA into the DNA and formed its own DNA sequence and of course we patented it it's ours and then she goes then they said well what about viral load and uh, what about efficacy? She goes, we didn't make that up. You guys did. Why'd you release it then? Market demand. And that's so sad. That they use people like that. But that's all we're going to do today. It's just the saddest thing. You can't trust these snakes in suits. You can't trust white lab coats. You can only trust the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank you very much for watching. Have yourself a great day and bye for now.